We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. Hamburgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. What's the deal with airplane food? I'm Julia Child. Bon appetit. This is the Truth Rib Podcast. Hello, and thank you for joining us for a very spooky spooktober episode. I am joined by the pale as a ghost and frighteningly calm Tiernan. How are you this evening, my darling? Oh, you know, I'm good. Happy we're finally getting an episode out. Uh, It's been a while due to the fact that we were launching a new menu at work, so all of my time and effort was being put into that. And I can't wait to try your menu because it sounds incredible. He is such a talented chef and the things on his menu just... mm. Mm, 10 out of 10 delicious sound amazing you can see some of the stuff i've been doing at work on our instagram as well i know we've posted a few reels and i'm trying to get other things as well it's just really hard when you're working to record and take pictures of things without getting yelled at at everyone else yeah yeah so if uh you are interested in looking at some of tiernan's beautiful creations uh check out our instagram and that is uh, at True Prime Pod, uh, T R U E P R I M E P O D, and that's on the gram of Instas. And um, we oh, will have a like regular episode that isn't for Spooktober coming out right away too. It's edited and ready to go. I just haven't had time to actually sit down on my desktop and deal with it. Yeah, it just needs to a little bit of fi- uh, final fine tuning. And then it will be up. So that should be up sometime this week. But we're going to hop right into this little mini-sode. It's not going to be super long. So uh, let's get started. Tell us what we're talking about today. Because I know you prepared something for us. I did indeed. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a few different aspects of the second most popular holiday. um, Which is, as we know, Halloween. A lot of people now really only associate halloween with candy but it's so much more food filled than just that as many might know but some may not halloween was originally a celtic pagan holiday called Samhain, meaning summer's end and it originated in ireland and other parts of the united kingdom pagans weren't really known to keep records of their ancestry and stories And like many cultures throughout the world, stories and traditions are passed down from elders to the younger generations through oral storytelling. Much of paganism was eventually taken over by, surprise, surprise, the Catholic faith. We do know that this is a very ancient holiday and or tradition because in Ireland there are Neolithic passages that align with the sunrise during Samhain. Uh, there's actually uh, off topic a little, but it also is on topic. Uh, when I went to Ireland last, uh, like five years ago, I visited the burial mound sites of Newgrange. And with the spring and fall equinox, I think it is, or summer and winter solstices, they actually, somehow the druids figured out uh, the exact math needed to capture the light to pretty much illuminate this burial mound for like five to ten minutes and that's the only time the light enters is during the solstice so there's also um i'm pretty sure it's one of the pyramids of giza it's the same thing during i believe same thing with equinox or solstice i can't remember which one um the, when the light comes in through this tunnel it illuminates just a specific tunnel and this is if you look into um the ancient like ancient um peoples that is kind of a running theme over the course of the planet and what is fascinating is none of these people had communication with each other and yet they were still managing to not only basically replicate the same thing that the other people were doing but do it without the technology needed or to be even be able to understand how to do it we've tried to replicate these things and it's almost impossible it's crazy so if that's something you're really interested in looking into i would fall down that rabbit hole because it is fascinating absolutely so Samhain was an end of harvest celebration and as anybody who has ever 
um, participated in gardening or farming or even has just been to a farmer's market in the fall, you know the vast abundance of food that is collected at the end of the year just before the first frost hits or even just after the first frost. The animals that spent the summer in the fields are brought into closer fields and slaughtered for the sustenance of the people throughout the long, harsh winters. These harvests required many hands to achieve what often can seem like a daunting task if done alone. I can attest to this, and I have a very small garden. Naturally, with the abundance of food and people, many feasts were had, alcohol was consumed, and revelry was in the air. It was also an ominous time as the Celts believed that a doorway was now thinly veiled between the spirit world and our world. But practices were put into place to ward off and protect oneself from the harm of the ghosts and ghouls. One of the most important parts of the Samhain festival were bonfires. Yeah, ritual bonfires. This is really cool. I found this very fascinating. Um, I looked up the pronunciation of this place. If I butcher it, I am sorry. I listen to Irish people say it, so I am praying I get it correct. Just west of Atboy, Ireland, is Talakta, Talacha, Talakcha. How do you spell it? T-L-A-C-H-T-G-A. One more. Talakja. One more time. <laughs> uh, gotta love Irish spellings. They don't make any fucking sense. I'm just very T- rusty on my consonants with the Irish language. <laughs> totally fair. Uh, so T L A T L A C C H T G A. Ah, okay. Talakta. Talakta. Yeah, talakta. I- yeah. Or <laughs> if you wanna be. Um, you know, read it in not Irish. Uh, it's called the Hill of Ward, and again, it's just west of Atboy, Ireland. Um, this spot was believed to have very deep and much more intense connection to the spirit realm than other places. It was here in the weeks before the eve of Samhain, Celtic priests would burn an enormous bonfire and then distribute ember- embers to families and homes around Ireland. How they distributed these embers, I'm not sure at all. Uh, It's kind of super confusing, Uh, but they did. I can probably fill in gaps there. Um, So they do kind of what is like modern day, like people who've ever set off fireworks in the US or even here that have those little like camel poop sticks that like stay burning just so you don't need a lighter all the time. You just touch it to the wick of a firework and off it goes. Kind of the same concept, they use uh, dried cow dung and, like, wet hay to kind of keep it smoldering and hot so they could deliver the sacred embers to people who needed it. Yeah, but in what, like, did they put it in, like, a tin canister? Like, how did they transport that around? Like, not that Ireland's a big place, but... I'm assuming they either used, like, wooden buckets or things or just, like, straighten their hands because, you know, if you're quick enough... Uh, as well... Yeah, but how would you get it from that specific hill to other places? Uh, like, how would you Dung is very that? slow burning and doesn't conduct heat very well. Not that, but I mean, like, again, what was it put in? It, it just, it opened up a lot of questions for me that I looked, I looked, and I couldn't find any answers. I'm sure it was just kept in a crate or, like, some sort of, like, travel chest, to be honest. They must have figured some way to fireproof things. They they pretty much just had their version of the Olympic torch. <laughs> but for Halloween. Yeah. Um, Which is a cooler concept. Fuck the Olympics. Yeah, fuck yeah. This is way better. Uh, so the people would then light the fires with these embers on Samhain, dress in animal hides and heads, and dance around the fire to scare and ward off any spirits that may be, com- that may be coming their way. Bonfires are still a main common sight during Halloween, especially in Ireland. And as time went on, these huge harvests and feasts 
would eventually become a widely uncommon practice with the revolution of mass commercial farms. I'm going but, to interject very quickly, not to cut you off, but uh, another reason for the bonfires where the Druids believed that the bonfires were a symbol of the sun as well and warded off the darkness and decay of winter for longer. So if they had these giant ritual bonfires, then the winters wouldn't be as long and harsh. It's kind of like the Red Woman from Game of Thrones. The night is long and dark and full of terror. That's kind of what they were trying to prevent. Um, Yeah, no, you're totally right. They were trying to keep um, as much of the light in as possible. I do talk a little bit about that in the next little bit. Um, In, you know, the, the comparison of why people believed and still believe um, that this time of year is when the veil is lifted and the spirits can walk among us. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like I said, these huge harvests these big community harvests and feasts um became widely uncommon due to like i said the revolution of mass commercial farms um these these harvests and like these harvests and feasts do still exist i grew up in a small farming community and if you were um family friends or related to somebody who had a farm once harvest season kicked in it was all hands on deck they needed everybody to come in and help out and if that was actually working in the field um if it was driving you know the um the combine or even the um the follow truck any of those things um, because I, <laughs> it's still kind of a very sexist tradition, but more often than not, the men are out in the field and the women are in the house and we would spend all day making these huge meals. Uh, somebody would eventually drive out into the field with lunches for the guys. Um, and then they would come in and we would have these gigantic dinners and they were so much fun. And like after harvest parties are like some of the best and so wild. So while it's not a common practice, really, you don't see it very often in small communities. You do, especially farming communities. Yeah, I only know like the, all the terminology, like following and truck and stuff, uh, from playing farming simulator. Yeah, I know all of these because I. Uh, yeah. You grew sat up in, in a farming fr- town. I, I, well, not even just that. I sat in a follow truck like for like eight hours. It was one of the most boring days of my life, but it was fun. Honestly, I would want to be the person driving the combine. There are... There is so much to a combine. People think that it's just like a tractor you basically just like press a pedal and hold the wheel and it's not no there is uh, no i know i know i know i know you do but i'm just saying like they are so much more intricate than people can believe we have a family friend who owns a combine that is i you've seen it it's quite literally the size of our house oh yeah it's probably bigger than our house that thing is fucking enormous Gotta make harvesting massive amounts of acres fast, so. You gotta do it a lot faster before, especially, like, where we live are. The weather is so erratic here, and... Size is key. It can... Whoever says size doesn't matter is lying. Anyways. Um, so, but the practice and traditions held from Samhain would stand the test of time. And the very, very powerful Catholic Church. The Catholic Church did everything in its power to wipe out the barbaric practices in any way, shape, or form. Christmas was originally a pagan holiday, but now it's almost impossible not to associate it with Jesus and Catholicism. We're going to do probably an episode on Christmas, so I'm not going to go further than that. Just kind of want to Basically point out that it was a pagan holiday that is just people don't, unless you know, you don't associate it with 
paganism I was gonna say, be associated with. We got to get through our history deep dive, and then we can go back and revisit holidays and stuff and the traditions around them. Yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, we we're can, currently we can... hitting the medieval ages, and we still have so much to do. Well, this is still a little bit medieval, so. Oh yeah, of course. And it's still kind of in the area of where we've been talking about, so. Um, anyways, but yeah, that's as far as I'm going to go with Christmas. Um, but it was a pagan holiday that the Catholic Church just, like, steamrolled and made their own. Samhain, however, did not go gently into the dying of the light. The belief that spirits, good and bad, could walk among us has never wavered. Spring is a time of new life and resurgence where autumn is a time of death and cold, long nights. Bonfires lighting the shadows beyond what the eye can truly discern, the eerie sounds of animals off in the distance hunting before their last meals head south for warmth. On the night when the sunrise illuminates this ancient temple, we still get dressed up and try to frighten the ghosts and each other. People refused to stop such a fun tradition. So, Pope Gregory III, during his 10-year reign during 731 to 741 AD, plucked the holiday that was on the 13th of May and moved it to November 1st. This day is now known as All Saints Day. As the name suggests, it's a, it's it's a day to celebrate all the saints. That's the best they could do. No one celebrates All Saints Day except I, for Catholics. I was and say, for me, I don't think people even know when All Saints Day is unless you're of, of the yeah. faith, or you're just like, hey, you remember that All Saints Day? And they're like, you mean that terrible Boondock Saints sequel? Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> they remember that, that before they remember it didn't have the Norman actual. In it. Yeah, it did. It did. It was just so bad. Wait, there was a second one. There was. It was. It was not good. Oh. Well, color me dumb. It kind of shit um, in the I face thought, of I the first no, one. I, th I thought you were being facetious. I didn't think you were being serious. Nope, it's definitely called Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. Wow. Yeah, so November 1st is All Saints Day, and November 2nd is All Souls Day, which is, again, to celebrate all the souls. But, again, like you said, nobody knows about that. The only people who know about that are Catholics. And then... And even... And even for me, it was just a day off from school. And then, of course, you've got November 3rd, which is All Shoals Day, which everyone gives thanks to their insoles. God bless Dr. Shoals. Yeah, God bless. God bless him <laughs> in helping everyone with feet problems. Um, there was... I, rem I remember reading something about... They basically, like, Halloween now is kind of a cross between, like, Samhain, something else, and, um, Guy Fawkes Day. Um, I want to say yes. I remember reading something but about like it. Something a about huge like huge resounding no, because no, Guy Fawkes Day is referred to in the UK as bonfire day or something of that effect from what i can remember yeah and there's like pranks and stuff that happened and it's like not saying that it has anything to do with it but just kind of modern halloween is almost a combination of Samhain and like guy fox day if you combine like all the shenanigans that happen on the 5th of november ah that's what it's known as is bonfire night but I assume that's just like a tongue-in-cheek reference to the fact that a bunch of people wanted to blow up the House of Lords. Yeah. No, well, yeah, that's exactly why. Same with, like, um, is it just called the Tea Party? Which one? When they dumped the tea into the Boston River? Uh, that's called the Boston Tea Party. That's the Boston Tea Party. Okay, yeah. I've, I missed the word. But yeah. So the Boston Tea Party, same thing. It's kind of literally what it sounds like. 
a bunch of um, a bunch of uh separationists or whatever they were called back in then i can't remember just all in uh some fancy english garden party tea gowns on a ship dumping tea in there they were it's really the boston tea party is actually really interesting that will be talked about in another episode we're just like skipping all throughout history today um obviously i can't tell a tale about halloween and have a food-centered podcast without talking about one of the biggest portions candy trick-or-treating yeah so there are a few speculations as to when and where it actually began um people aren't really sure um as again records weren't kept just oral stories um, the one that I believe has closer origins to Samhain is a practice called guising, which hails from the Scots. Mm. Um, believed to have originated in the 16th century, people wearing costumes would put on small performances, tell little jokes, uh, dance and sing songs and would be given money and small treats and fruit in return for doing a little shindig for the peoples so and they created the busker is what you're saying more or less but like on a specific night because they would da- they would dress up and then go and like knock on your door and be like da 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 give me money mm-hmm. um I, I mean that's pretty much caroling on christmas too yeah which i i looked up yesterday um i was like do people we were watching something and i was like it's caroling was happening i was like who the fuck still carols like is that even a thing like obviously you've seen it in like malls and shit but has anybody ever like come and been like oh what's in the beef except that's the new year's one anyways honestly i don't think it would work today because people just like, you'd have the people who would be TikToking it and whatever, trying to get likes on the internet and filming it. Like, look at how sweet the miracle of Christmas is. I'd be one of those people, I'd stand there for like 10 seconds and be like, aw, isn't that nice? And then I'd shut the door. You would slam the <laughs> I door. I don't have patience for that kind of <laughs> you shit. You would slam the door and turn off the fucking porch light and be like, no. <laughs> I would be that rude, but I would just close the door and be like, all right, have a good night. I don't, yeah, don't so- want to listen to your entire song. So my next, though, there's two iterations. So there's the one, like I just uh, said, guising. Um, they would also pull tons of pranks. If you look up guising now, or like even then, people weren't just putting on these like cute little performances for treats and shit. They were also like pulling major pranks. Yeah. Um, but the next one is called souling. S-O-U-L-I-N-G. Like soul? Yeah that's doing shit um so this one is basically the same as caroling so there's a small difference as to this as opposed to caroling and i'm gonna see if you can figure it out so this second generation like i said was called souling um it was common among children and the poor uh it was a common practice during the christian medieval period people would go door to door offering prayers for the dying and the dead and in return receive a small round cake called a soul cake what is a soul cake made of just like bread or like flour and sugar and just it's just cake it was just small cake oh that's that's what do you, that's what lame. do you think that What's the difference between caroling and souling? One's said to a tune and the other one's just kind of really morose and somber. Yeah, that's it. People would go to your door and sing you a song and you'd give them a little treat. That was the whole point. Poor people would do caroling to like be like, I'm singing, I'm singing in the bathroom, I'm singing, and give me, give me cake. Whereas... During how Halloween, wow, Halloween or Samhain, they would pray for your family who had died or were dying, and they'd be like, "Cool, now give me cake." 
Um, so I want to, uh, because we're all about history and facts, I'm assuming the question will come up at some point is, why did it swap from Sawween to Halloween as well? And actually, there was a Scottish poet who referenced the Sawween traditions in a poem that was titled Halloween, and it just kind of stuck after that. Because you had, you had that All Hallows' Eve or Hallowmiths for the Christians, and he called it Halloween. Hallow being like hallow, like the souls of the dearly departed, day of the dead, that sort of thing. And Eve kind of was like a slang term for Eve, like Hallows' Eve. Yeah. So now we have Halloween. Well, it was All Hallows' Eve. Mm-hmm. So it was to be like... He just did short form of it, though. So it was the Catholics that changed it because... Um, to be like to to hallow is and i'm not even looking this up i'm just basing this off of what like i know um like it's in the first part of the our father our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name um it it all Hallows Eve it was it was probably changed after um Pope Gregory changed uh like moved All Saints Day so it became like a hallowed day you had to be um I don't want to say merciful I want to say contrite contrite is the word I'm looking for um, Good solid word. Thank you. Um, y- you would, if you were, you know, a good proper Catholic, you would never celebrate something as audacious as sowing. You would be contrite. You would be mournful. You would be Halloween. All sowing. All Hallows Eve would be a day that you would. Do nothing and basically pray. Man, so th- I had people in my neighborhood like that when I was in like sixth and seventh grade. They like all the other kids. When you got- were living in Texas? No, I was living here in Canada. All the other kids got to go out and trick or treat and have a bunch of fun with their friends. And we had these like super Christian people who would give mini Bibles to kids and all of that. Yeah. And, like, force their kids to not even be able to go out with their friends. And, like, it was just so bad. I felt I felt really bad for the, uh, the children. I do, too. What, something I also found really interesting was, like, we were taught all about the devil and stuff like that at school. And you could come in, uh, come to school dressed up as, like, an angel. But quite literally, God forbid, if you came dressed as the devil, you'd get sent home. That's why you dress as different iterations of devils from different cultures, so they have no idea. What are you? Oh, I'm a sexy uh, Korean kid. That's just now cultural appropriation. What, being sexy or being Korean? uh, Adopting other people's cultures for your Halloween costume. Fair, fair. I mean, um, it depends on, like, if you're doing traditional dress and, like, making it satirical, that's a bit of cultural appropriation. But it's all about a costume, and, like, people in theaters and movies get to do it, and no one bats an eye. So Halloween's no no different unless you're doing, like, black and brown face and you're white or other colors. Just don't do that. I think we're getting into a pretty interesting political debate that I don't feel like we should probably be doing. No. Um, cool. So another fun little fact, uh, and this one's quite literally close to home for us, uh, geographically. The first ever publication of the term trick or treat was in a 1927 edition of the Blackie Times. Blackie is a teeny, 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 tiny, like, I... Quite literally, if you blink, you will miss it. Hamlet in southern Alberta. It's not far from us. I actually have family um, who live near it. Um, and my family lives just outside of it. So, yeah. 
that's where we get it is from like literally butt fuck nowhere alberta look at the canadians coming up with a bunch of dumb shit that just sticks and is now international so brave like so iconic like hawaiian pizza and the caesar which is better than a bloody mary don't don't at me <laughs> go do yourself a favor and try yourself caesar fuck bloody marys Unless you're seafood. allergic to shellfish or seafood, yeah, then don't. Then don't. Please don't, because we don't want you to die. Um, yeah, if you have any allergies, especially if like, are like food allergies, and you're going to die, just make sure you just check everything. Because as um a server and Tiernan being a chef, it is legitimately one of our biggest fears to accidentally kill somebody because you were too dumb to tell us about your allergy. I actually had a table the other day. Um, Artie had made their food. It made it to the table, and they're like, oh, does this have so-and-so? Because I'm like, anaphylactic, throat close up, will die. And it's like, you couldn't mention that at the beginning of your encounter with your server? Like, that's a pretty big thing. If you're going to die on contact with this substance, you should say that before you order. Obviously, it wasn't in that food, but my god, the level of foresight this woman had was just not there. And, you know, one of these days, she's going to get herself killed from doing that. If you're just going to get a little itchy from it, fine, like, whatever. But if you're going to die and, like, if you don't get, like, help immediately, tell us. Because we're actually on the hook for your death, and it is... I've actually had night terrors of accidentally killing somebody because they refused, or they not refused, but just neglected to inform me that um, something in their food might murder them. And now I'm at fault. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. But back to the topic at hand, because this is way off base. Yeah. Okay, um, well, so this is just a mini episode, like I said. Um, and I... Did a lot of digging on this final story. There are so many topics surrounding Halloween. I really kind of had to narrow it down to some things. Excuse me, I had to burp. I didn't even get to talk about uh, Dia de las Brujas or Dia de las Muertes. Um, obviously, as people know, uh, or lazily in layman's terms call it Mexican Halloween. Um Dio de los Muertes isn't on the thirty first. It's actually on the first. Dia de los Bruja or Brujas is on the thirty first. Um so maybe we'll talk about those two in another episode, but I found this story and I found it so fucking interesting. Just quickly so, for the non-Spanish speaking people or people who can comprehend that, what is the difference between the two and what do they mean? Um, I actually don't know that. Uh, I know Dia de los Muertes is uh, Day of the Dead. Um, I'm not sure what, like, Dia de los is Day of the... But what Bruja means, I'm not fully sure. Um, I know that Dia de las Bruja is basically like kind of treated like Halloween. Like it's supposed to be like a, so a day of it's fun. Day of the uh, witches. Okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like a day of fun and like warding off the bad spirits away from um, your family and everything around you. Whereas Dia de los Muertes is about honoring um, your dead loved ones and bridging the gap between our world and their world and giving them like little, um, you give them uh, marigold flowers and little treats here and there. Um, there's candles that are lit. There's all of the photographs of the people are set up. And lots of prayers. It's a big celebration. So, uh, Dia de los Muertes is actually like a beautiful celebration. And it's a big deal to the Latino Spanish speaking cultures because it's all about the Latinx community. Yeah, it's all about remembering the dead. Yeah. Because the minute 
uh, you stop remembering the dead, their soul finally fades away into nothingness, which is like the they, ultimate so, death. So there's the land of the living and the land of the forgotten, and the land of the forgotten is not a place you want to be. No. No. Um, yeah. So this story that I looked into, uh, it is an ancient Irish pagan myth. Um, one that I believe and feel should be told more. I wish I could find someone to give credit to or even find a true iteration. Um, but as I've stated multiple times in this episode, it's almost impossible to pinpoint oral stories. Yeah, no, so, there's no real keeping an actual record of that. It gets retold and retold time and time again. Retold and retold time again. So, in that vein, I took this myth and kind of, I, the backbone is still exactly as it should be. I just rolled my own little flair into it. Tiernan always gives me shit for, not always, but you, you do give me shit for not putting my writing chops um, up because I just have really, 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 really bad writer's block. Always. Um, so I felt like because this is a myth and there is no true iteration, I could put my own little spin or flair or whatever on it. But can I take a guess as to what the myth is? Hang on. But I did stay very true to the story. Go ahead. What's your guess? If it has to do with Sawween, I'm going to guess it's the origin of the jack-o'-lantern. Ding, 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 ding! Yeah, this is a good one. Yes, it is. This is actually very fun. Um, I never learned about this until I started doing my research on like what I wanted to talk about. As as a kid, I'm just going to preface this. I didn't understand the actual the ling language of Jack O'Lantern and its reference to Sawween until I was older, and then I was like, ha-ha! It's Jack O'Lantern. It's kind of racist. It's an Irish word. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a reason why there's an O in there. It's because it's Irish. Yeah, I didn't realize um, that until I was, like, too old. Too old to it, like, far too old than I care to admit. <laughs> All right, take it away. Um, okay. So, without further ado, I would like to wrap up our Spooky Spooktober mini-episode with a true sa in true Samhain fashion, in telling a tale most know nothing about. The fire sputters up and licks at the cool night air. A breeze rolls through, sending a chill up your spine and newly fallen leaves dancing across the wilting grass. Ignis Thatuas. The old man in the market kept muttering to himself today over a moldy loaf of bread. Father says it means foolish fire, that there is an ancient malevolent beings pulling us in with this entrancing fire to our demise. Mother says it's the will of the wisp leading us to our fates. But grandfather told another tale. He knew the man, he says, from what seems like centuries ago. Old Stingy Jack, always short a hairpenny, and could charm the horns from a bull himself. Stingy Jack was such a notorious manipulator that the devil himself decided to pay the man a visit and see if he was worth any of his salt. So Jack and the devil spent all night trying to outdrink the other. Well into the wee hours, Grandfather said, until the moment the barkeep said enough was enough. Now that it was time to pay up, Stingy Jack asked the devil to turn himself into a coin so that he could pay the tab. The devil did as asked. Jack took the devil coin and slipped it into his pocket. But old, slick, Stingy Jack had a silver cross in his pocket trapping the devil from changing back to his original form unless he agreed not to bother Jack for ten years. Grandfather said Jack was untouchable during those times and became truly unbearable with his outlandish antics. 
Finally, to all those around, the ten years had passed and the devil had come to collect Jack's soul. That day was dark, cold, and harsh. People refused to leave their homes knowing who would be sweeping through with a vengeance. The devil hadn't, had not forgotten being so humiliated by being turned into something as plebeian as, a, as loose change. Grandfather said regardless of the unrelenting chill, Jack sat at the base of his favorite apple tree and awaited his fate. Once the devil arrived, Jack seemed to agree to the terms of his original agreement, but he had a small caveat. To enjoy a piece of fruit from his favorite tree to satisfy his hunger and enjoy one last earthly delight. Annoyed, but reluctant, the devil climbed to the top of the tree and plucked the most perfect apple. As the tree let go of its shining fruit, Stingy Jack pulled out his pocket knife and carved a cross into the tree's bark. The devil was seething with anger. But Jack made the same deal. Ten years of his soul free from being taken in exchange for release from the tree. The devil acquiesced. Once again being made a fool by this incredible trickster. Jack again felt untouchable. He seemed to love to tell the story, Grandfather, but always got dark when he would say that a few years after Jack had struck up the deal with the devil and tried doing his best to be good by God and charitable to the people, he had been found laying in a dry creek bed where it seemed that he had drowned. He always said God would never let Jack pass the pearly gates for all the sin and shame he had done, and having been made a fool not once, but twice, the devil would bind him to uselessness as Jack had done to him, leaving a tortured soul looking for a place to rest. Not long after Jack had passed, stories of an ethereal being with a lightened turnip be seen floating through a thick fog, trying to catch more souls for his light. Such silliness couldn't be true, and if it were, tonight would certainly be the night to find out. But the fire is happily crackling, and a far-off owl can be hooting happily with a successful hunt. You lay back and stare at the never-ending sky. The fire is warm, and the world is quiet. You wake with a start. The fire that was just roaring is now suddenly black with no embers at all. You push yourself up on an arm and look around trying to see anything. It's silent. Not even the owl can be heard. And you can't make out anything in front of you until you realize the moisture and the haze that is quickly turning into a fog. You bolt to your feet and run to where you think is home. But the bridge over the creek isn't there. And neither is the water. The dead leaves crunch behind you. It's probably just a deer. As you slowly turn around to see, a light no brighter than a candle hits your eye. And one last scream is released into the sky. Ta-da! Oh, you're done. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. So I have some notes. Well, yeah, no, obviously that's written from a weird perspective, but so all of, you know what, fuck it. Give me your notes. This is just on the myth itself, too. Motherfucker carved a cross into a tree to keep the devil up there. It trapped him. Trapped him. How? It's only in one side. Just climb down the other side. You're fucking fine. I get like a silver cross in a pocket while he's a coin. You're literally trapping him in there. But it's you have to like surround that tree. We live in a 3D space, not <laughs> we're not 2D. Yeah, no. So I don't get how that word. Like ah, oh, darn. 
Yeah, put a cross on one side of this three-dimensional object. I guess I'm stuck up here. Well, I guess he can't go past her any lower than it. I don't know. That's, m that's not motherfucker notes, can that's not literally, like, me. fly and I teleport. Don't... He's a fallen angel, so why not just be like, all right, I'm just gonna fly out of this tree and land some know, distance dog. away from you, fucker. That's part of the story that I didn't fuck with. Also, I, knowing about this myth, found it hilarious that when Jack came to hell and he's just like, Meeting an old adversary, the devil literally whipped coal at his face that was on fire, and that's why you see, like, the jack-o'-lantern having fire yes. in it. So he, he, it wasn't even that, um, so, um, it wasn't originally pumpkins that, um, jack-o'-lantern started with. It was basically any root vegetable. Um, pumpkins aren't native, or they never originated in, um, Europe. They're native to North America. Yep. So they didn't have pumpkins there. Um, so they would use any root vegetable and carve, like, um, they would carve jack-o'-lanterns in them until pumpkins came about. Pumpkins are actually a fuck of a lot cheaper than most of those. Um, yeah, so that's why it was a turnip, but the devil was like, he, so he goes to, he dies, he goes to heaven, and God's like, nah, dog, you were a terrible person. Like, even if you didn't make two deals with the devil, you were still awful. No. And then, so obviously, you know, your next space is hell. And because he fucked with the devil twice, the devil was like, no, bro. Like, I'm not letting you in here to make a fool of me more. This is my stomping ground. Eat a dick. And literally tossed him a coal and was like, Here's something to light your way while you find a fucking resting place. Bye. And so, kind of, the Headless Horseman and the Jack-O-Lantern stories almost go hand in hand. Like, I feel like the Headless Horseman is a much more um, malevolent d derivative of the Jack-O-Lantern. Because he does ride around with a Jack-O-Lantern. Like, his head is a pumpkin. Yeah, and he cuts other people's heads off. Cause, exactly. Well, good story all in all. and Thank you. Very informative episode of why we celebrate Halloween and some of the traditions that are observed and even I some mean, of the tales that, that uh, give way to the things we do. Honestly, I made like a 2% dent. Oh, yeah, no, there's a lot it, of traditions so and much. cultures do a lot of different things, but... On the main, there's so much, and we're already like almost fifty minutes into this episode. Yeah, and it's not a I, episode uh, yeah, anymore. It's I, just an episode. Yeah, it's just an episode. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to lie. It just turned into an episode, but um, yeah, no, it, there's. I'm uh, like I said, I made a two percent dent. I talked about trick or treating. I talked about jack lantern, and I talked about the origins of sowing. That was literally three things. Yep. I wouldn't even say a two percent dent. I'd say like point five. It is what it is, Nothing. though, right? What are you going to be for Halloween, Tierna? Working. I'm going to be mentally stable. Nobody will ever recognize me. I hope it goes well for you. Me too. It's going to be one of my hardest performances. So many people at work were like, are you celebrating Halloween? It's like, Man, I'm gonna fucking be here running the restaurant. I don't have time to do Halloween, and by the time I get home, all the trick-or-treaters are gonna be gone, and there's no point in dressing up. We only got five trick-or-treaters last year, so I'm not even handing out candy. Yeah, no, that was corona times, but I don't know what's gonna happen this year either. I'm kind of- I'm still not handing out candy. I'm kind of just, uh, you know- as someone who loves Halloween, I'm just unimpressed with it all, and I'm in the same boat, like, I want to do my plan if I was going to be home of handing out the big ass candy bars, like go out and buy like 10 of them. And if we only got one kid or two kids, each of them would get five candy bars or one lucky kid would get 10 big candy bars. And we'd be the talk of the town as those, that cool house that gives out the big candy bars. Well, maybe I'll go out and buy like five big candy bars tomorrow. 
everyone knows, like, when they were kids, that was the thing. And just like, yo, this place be handing out king-size Snickers. Fuck I yeah. Never got, I never went to a house that did that. You Well, I assume the people were like us. Only the lucky few were uh, yeah. able to snag the big candy bars. Mm, candy. Well, I think that uh, that's about it for our spooked over episode. Yes, it is. Um, stay tuned for our Vikings episode. It's coming out right away. I will spank him if it's not out within the week. It'll be out by Tuesday since I have Monday, Tuesday off. Okay. Maybe sooner. Who knows? Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, like Tiernan said, a new episode will be out right away. If anybody has any questions, uh, concerns, queries, you want to talk about just anything, um, if you have an idea for the podcast, our um, email is T-R-U-E-P-R-I-M-E pod at gmail.com that's true prime pod at gmail.com you can also find us on instagram at true prime pod same spelling i'm not gonna spell it again um thank you my pasty ghostly super duper like almost transparent um man Thank you for uh, enjoying my my tale that took like two weeks for me to write. Oh, I always enjoy all things Halloween. I hate horror movies because they're just so campy and they suck, but I like everything else. Some are good. Some are good, but nothing lives up to John Carpenter's The Thing. That kind of set the bar for me when I was really young. Yeah, well, it's really hard for anybody to surpass John Carpenter. Yeah, no, man, man's a genius. Either way, stay fresh and stay flavorful, my little blueberries. Have a lovely evening. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Stay scary. We love ya! Bye-bye. Bye-bye!